Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Uh, oh, God. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Ho, ho. Kamala Harris talking, trying to talk like a French person to French people, and they hate that. They really hate that. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We'll talk about some veteran stuff this hour. It is Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. But all morning you've heard Don Morgan uh, reporting on Demi Lovato. I don't know if it's Demi or Demi. Dumbass, I don't know. Dumbass Lovato. It's not a big story, but we love talking about her on the air because she's 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 crazy. And she says that she would, and I don't do the they and them stuff. I, I just don't. I, that's I can't. I don't know what it's like reporting. I don't know what it must be like just doing a story on Demi Lovato and having to remember the they's and them's while she's talking about having sex with space aliens. That can't be easy, Don. That's why I type they or them in capital letters. In capital letters. To remind me not to s- slip and call they them, she. They, she, it. Right. You know? But she's saying now that she's... I'm sorry, I do stu- She's sick of dating humans, so if an alien checked off all the boxes, a space alien checked off all the boxes... She would she would date a space alien. Do we know what the boxes are that a space alien would have to check off in order to date right. that freaking weirdo? I mean, I mean, what boxes? Yeah, likes hiking. You know, I mean, what? What is your intergalactic credit score? <laughs> Do you own a puppy? Have you caught any Martian STDs? <laughs> Do you have a penchant to eat a lot of Reese's Pieces and drink a lot of Coors Light? Yeah, is it like mice? Is it like you know, uh, like dating site stuff? You know, right? Yeah, I like travel and shopping. You know, it's a freaking space alien. You're lucky, like a damn thing. They'll bite your head off. So anyway, do you have any uh, alien space children that you don't even know? Is that the case? Are you a deadbeat alien well, you th- dad? You think about the alien in the movies, and it's like, well, yeah, I got a few kids out there. <laughs> you have an illegitimate star child? <laughs> Checks all the boxes. How do you say that crap with a straight face? Like to sleep under the stars? Do you like to sleep under the stars? Sleep on a star. Mm. Strange days. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It is Veterans Day, though, and I I want to riff on that just for a few minutes here. And can I say a few of the things that I said earlier in the day? Because I'm I'm in for trade today and tomorrow. Um, yeah, both my my dad and my brother were Navy guys. In fact, my brother Kyle, uh, when he retired, retired as a chief petty officer, and he was fairly young to have achieved. The rank of chief petty officer. I think he was, you know, he was in his late twenties, I believe. Late twenties, early thirties, which is young. And uh, I told the story earlier about how, because um, I, I, I love the, I, I have a great deal of respect for the military. And again, Veterans Day, thank you for your service. And I remember we got to go out. Uh, they they would do these weekends where you could go out on a, on a, on the ship that they were that my de- my brother was stationed on was assigned to, which at that time was a, a transport vessel an LST called the USS Lamore. 
based out of, Nor- I believe, Norfolk, Virginia, either Norfolk or Virginia Beach. I remember my dad and I, and then my brother Roger and I, and my dad twice, you know, we did this twice, got to go out, you know, spend the night on the ship and hang out with the sailors, and they take you out, you know, and they don't go out too, go too far out. They're just going to go out and turn back again. But it's just a great experience, you know, and I, and, and the camaraderie of military folks is just, uh, is, is always been, you know, admirable to me. And I remember, because I, I think that first time we went out, I, I can't remember, I think I was in like 14 or 15. And the second time we went out, I think, uh, maybe I was 17 or 18. It's getting a little older. And, uh, I remember I spent a certain amount of time contemplating joining the Navy because I, I, I love the water. I grew up on the water. You know, I grew up on Chesapeake Bay and on the ocean. Uh, you know, I admired my dad and, and, and brother for joining the Navy. I was 18 years of age and, you know, I had this faint idea that, you know, I wanted to be a minister or something, but really I just wanted to be a writer. It's really all what I always wanted to be was just a writer. And I figured I could do anything and still write. So I, I thought about it, you know, but, but I, you know, I, I very quickly came to the conclusion and I know this doesn't surprise any of these guys here, but I quickly came to this conclusion that, nah, <laughs> I don't think I'm military material, you know, and it was an honest inventory, if you will, of who I was at the age of 18. You know, I was the youngest of three brothers. I, I It would have been good for me, actually, when I think back, to have done it, even if I had just gone in for four years. But at the age of 18, man, I, oh, man, I was a slacker. I was the definition of slacker. I had a job at the mall. <laughs> Did you have a job at the mall too, Chris? At 18. God, man. You know, I was just, I, I, I just started partying. I didn't drink or do anything until I turned 18. And then, you know, I discovered wine, women, and song. I was writing a lot of poetry, crappy poetry at that. And you couldn't tell me anything, man. You could not tell my ass anything. You could not. I did not like being told what to do when I was 18 years of age. I was lazy as crap. You know, I mean, I was just not military material. Again, had I gone through it, it may have made all the difference. It might have turned me into a different human being. But I had enough self-awareness at 18 to know that it would just, it's just not for me. And, and that's why, to a certain extent, I, I have a great deal of respect for folks who joined the military at that age. Because, man, when I was 18, I was self-obsessed. I was all about me, baby. And when you sign that paper at the age of 18, it ain't about you anymore. You know what I mean? It is not about you anymore. It's about everybody else but you when you sign that paper. And I have a great deal of respect for people who make that choice at the age of 18. So, you know, uh, again, uh, uh, thank you for your service. I'd like to thank my, uh, uh, my brother and my dad for their service out there in the cosmos. And uh, I hope you have a good day, and I hope people treat you well. And uh, there's a lot of folks who don't, frankly, who don't treat you well. You you have leadership right now that is more concerned about transgendered issues and pronouns than whether or not you got gas to put in your vehicles. Uh, we have vets living under overpasses. 
We have homeless vets, vets who suffer PTSD. And uh, they deserve more than one day a year when we think about them and say a prayer for them and go out of our way to be nice to them. That's Veterans Day should be every day, 365 days a year, you know, uh, uh, in my opinion. So, again, much respect for our veterans and military personnel in general from, from me, and I know from the, the, these other guys, too. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you have a, hope you have a good day. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yes. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. No, I'm talking so fast. Uh, phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. If you'd like to wish, a happy Veterans Day to someone, please feel free, 210-599-5555. Brian Williams is leaving MSNBC. Uh, he felt that he was being underappreciated. This is being uh, reported uh, by an acquaintance. Uh, Brian Williams, is. Uh, he says he's being underappreciated after he put MSNBC back on the map. <laughs> Good one, Brian. Can you be more full of crap than that guy? I mean, can you be more full of... This is the guy that, was it in 2018? Said he had taken fire in Afghanistan. Boy, you know, he's he's lucky someone decided to take a chance with him. Really? What's that? He's lucky that they decided to take a chance with him. Because at that point, he was damaged goods. He was you damaged know, he, goods. He made this claim. It turns out it wasn't true. Right. Uh, what does he expect? You know, did he just think that they were going to... Yeah, come on in. Do whatever you want to do. Hey, I you guess know, he had I mean, a pay cut. Well, you know, that happens. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Play the sad. We're so sorry, Brian, that you felt underappreciated at MSNBC. They just didn't love you enough and didn't realize all the wonderful things you did for them. Which is why they shoved your ass out there at late night on 11 o'clock. <laughs> was it on 11? <laughs> yeah, on like 11, a. 11 p.m. or something like that? It was late. We're so sorry, Brian. We hope you find another gig. You're so special. You know, he's just such an a-hole. You know, he really is, man. I, I don't know how that guy got another gig at all after lying about that well, crap. And that's the point I was trying to make, is is that he, he went on and, and said these things in print. Um, yeah. And, and it turns out they were fabricated. So well, and, when, you, and, when you've when you've lost credibility that way in this line of work, it's not going to be easy to find something else. No, it's just that MSNBC doesn't care about credibility, and so that's why he ended up there. Yet it's still a high profile gig. Well, it is. You know, I mean, of 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 all of the gigs out there, that's probably one well, of the, you know fair that's enough. Up there, you know, but he should have stuck it out. It's like you know, you, you know, what, Buttercup, you got a job. Yeah, you got a gig. You're on national TV still, even though you shouldn't be. And I just, I, I, I look there, there over the over the course of my life. There's all kinds of stuff that I'm I'm I'll be full of crap on. The stuff that I'm full of crap on, though, is usually stuff I'm telling myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, you can drink and smoke for the rest of your life, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those are personal or, choices. You know, but I mean, you know, I've been full of crap here and there, and I've been full of crap in relationships. 
And I try very much not to be full of crap because it bothers me when I'm full of crap. I don't like being full of crap. You, but, you know, know what I mean? But, uh, and plus, the, my reality is enter, entertaining enough. You know, I don't really need to make crap up. To I mean, I've lived a screwy life. You but, know. But what he did is is kind of like you saying, you know, the, the, you you are drinking and smoking all the time, but then saying you're not. Right. Yeah, you same know, thing. It's kind, of, it's kind of the same thing. Well, it's, it's to no me. No one's it's going even, to believe you. After well, that. to me, it's even worse than that because. You know, if, if alcoholics a lot of time, many times will say they're not drinking, but they are. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of a, a, a part of it in a sense, unfortunately. But when you invent crap that just didn't happen. All right. And with him, he invented getting shot at. He invented getting shot at. To me, that's a different level of bull crap because first, two things. First off, you were with people. And what do you think? They're not going to say anything about you being full of crap? Right. And and how do you, because like when I bull crap myself uh, or my wife or whatever or, or somebody, a friend, or whatever, I feel like hell. Do you know what I mean? That's why it's much better to just be freaking honest, which is what I try to do most of the time. <laughs> right. Well, but when you invent stuff that didn't happen, that's a whole nother layer of bull, level of bull crap. When you're in a situation with a number of people. And and something you know something big is happening. Right. When you pull them aside, the story is always going to vary somewhat. But in this, not instance, getting shot at. In this instance, <laughs> you know, not getting shot at. You can't like that's not going to you know be was, something you remember and nobody else yeah, does. There was no there was there was no variation. It was a completely different story. Yeah. You know, so Hillary but, Clinton did the same damn thing. That to me, that would be like me acting like I had been in the military and saying, you know, I, was, I remember when I was in combat when I was deployed, but I've never served a day in the military in my life. Right. You know, um, that's just what's so strange about it to me. When people go, when they do that, when they invent crap that just absolutely didn't happen, you know, I couldn't look myself in the mirror, man. <laughs> and yet they do it. Hillary Clinton did the same damn thing. You know, and it's just, to me, that's bizarre. And so a guy like, especially when you're a journalist, I don't know how you keep working. I guess Dan Rather did for a while, and he made right. shit, uh, stuff up, too. I didn't say it. I got close. <laughs> I got real close, but I didn't say well, it. Well, you know, in this case, it would, you would have been accurate. But, uh, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you're just making crap up that didn't happen. And uh, I, I just, to me, I, you know, especially if you're, and he's a very arrogant dude. Obviously. You know what I mean? And he takes himself so seriously, and yet, and this is what bothers me about a guy like that, in his mind, he knows he's full of crap. Mm-hmm. But how, so how do you look into a camera knowing that you're absolutely full of crap and let loose with that stuff or, or write it in an article or whatever? Right. One thing I could say cause I, about my, my writing my writing is more honest than I am. My writing, everything in my books is actually, you know, if it's poetry, it's me writing about my life. It's actually what really did happen. Like, you know, I don't, the one thing is I never bullcrap in my writing at all. That's the God's honest truth, unfortunately. <laughs> you know what I mean? I may not remember things properly if I'm in a conversation, but when I've written it down after it's happened, that's the absolute freaking truth right there, man. Yeah. Yeesh. I guess the the part that, not that it impacts me in any way, shape, or form where he goes, but reading what he had to say, 
was when he insinuated that he's the reason the network is still on the air. Now, yeah, let's, be, come on. let's be perfectly honest, okay? When you think MSNBC, <laughs> okay, the, the, pers- the personalities that come to mind, what's, what's the first? What's the Rachel first? Maddow. Rachel yeah. Maddow, uh, Morning Joe. Morning Schmo. You know, you don't think Brian? You don't Williams. think? We were, I think a lot of us were even surprised he was still on the air. I didn't even realize he was working there. To be, to be frank with you, dude, you were a charity case, man. Yeah. You were a charity case. You didn't save the network. You were in what we'd like to call a timeout. <laughs> you were lucky to be getting a yeah. paycheck at all, man. You got demoted. Ugh, what a weirdo. Anyway, you know, and and you should have been happy with that. Yeah, you know? I concur. Because I don't think he says he's got one big gig left, and it's like I don't know, man. QVC, what do you no, got? <laughs> helicopter pilot. Helicopter pilot. <laughs> Apparently, you've got some qualifications, you know. So we'll see. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. One quick call, Williams. Uh, William, how you doing? Or Dan, how you doing, Dan? Not too bad, there, Sean. Oh, you know what happened? What? He he saw that Rachel Maddow. Then those stories about Russian collusion, which were totally false, and got a pay raise. So he felt that he should get a pay raise from being a lousy journalist. He thought, I got to go, he thought he could BS and get more money, because apparently he thought that worked at MSNBC. <laughs> got to take a break. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, we'll talk some more about Veterans Day. We'll make fun of uh, Kamala Harris some more coming up. And uh, let's see. LeBron uh, LeBron James is uh, is a jackass. I'll explain why that's true. Uh, and we'll take some more of your calls as well. And, again, make sure you wish a veteran a happy Veterans Day today uh, on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Ho-ho! Ho-ho! Sorry, I was making my French noise. That was a quote from Kamala Harris. Ho ho! I'm sorry. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I'm tired, man. It's been a long morning. I'm tired. Oh, yeah. Why LeBron James is a jackass? Uh, well, you know, we're, we're all watching the Rittenhouse trial. In fact, uh, coverage just began uh, of today's proceedings. They're uh, hoping for a uh, a mistrial with prejudice so that he can't be retried. Because uh, Mr. Prosecutor went into some territory that the judge had already ruled uh, was not to be admissible, such as uh, interviews that he may or may not have given after this all happened, some of the crap that happened before, and uh, the judge pretty much B-slapped him. B slap the prosecution. And some people think that they're actually going for a mistrial because they've screwed this one up so royally that maybe they could have another swing at it, but you know. But then then you got all the uh the uh the pukes out there, the freaking pukes who are going off on Kyle Rittenhouse for having an emo- an emotional moment yesterday. The dude was describing what happened, and right when he got to the point where you know, he's going to have to start describing the actual pulling of the triggers. You know, he lost it, man. He just he broke down. 
And so you got all these idiots who are out there making fun of him and saying it's fake. LeBron James, who is a jackass. Did I mention he's a jackass? What, tears? I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. That's what he tweeted. You're a freaking lemon head. Oh, how quickly they forget, right? Not like when he remember when he was losing I he was losing to us to the Spurs, I think. Back when I cared about the Spurs before freaking Popovich lost his mind. Uh and remember he was losing really bad. I think it was during the cha- during the championship. And he got a cra- he got a cramp, and they had to carry his ass off the court. Remember that, LeBron? Have you forgotten that? He had a cramp, man. Remember how he's grimacing in pain, like uh, like he just got his leg caught in a bear trap or something. Chris, you remember that? You were there. Oh, oh my leg! Oh my leg! Oh, uh, you know he's doing that. He's grimacing. He's gritting his teeth. Uh, uh, oh, the pain. That was the night I got my picture with him. That is the night you got your picture with him. What a melodramatic display that was. Uh, ooh, ee, owie, 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 owie. Carry me. Carry me. Carry me. I'm fading fast. And I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Come on, man. I'm in my early freaking 50s. I wake up with a damn leg cramp every three hours when I'm trying to sleep, man. I don't make such a display as that. I don't want to wake up my wife, so I just bite my pillow. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, man, I got a, I got a LeBron James cramp every three hours when I'm trying to freaking sleep, man. I have the freaking circulation of a freaking vampire, okay? I wake up and it just comes on me, right? There I am, dreaming of Hooters waitresses, and all of a sudden... Ah, oh, no, not a cramp, not a cramp, not a cramp. I bite the pillow. <laughs> and I hear in my head, take the pain. Just take it, man. And I'm like, oh, God, Jesus. Tears are running down my eyes. And what's really horrible about middle-aged cramps like that, Chris, is that when you get them, you often have to pee at the same time. So it's like I I can't walk because of the cramp in my leg, but I somehow have to make it over to the bathroom, or there's going to be a, another problem. But you should walk. That's what. Gets but you I to can't go away. because the cramp is so. I'm like I want to be carried like LeBron. Come on, carry me. I gotta pee. You gotta move it to get it to go away. Come on, carry me. I gotta pee. Real bad. I can't walk for a few minutes. It burns. So I don't want to hear LeBron. <laughs> Getting older ain't for sissies. I don't want to hear LeBron James crowing about anybody, you know, thinking these fake tears, dude. You were losing, and you took your own ass off the court, man, by having dudes carry you off because of a cramp. Ugh. I have cramps for breakfast. Wait, that didn't make any sense. Oh, man, I got a cramp. I got to go. Ah, ooh, ee, ah, ooh, the pain. You know, it's just, it was pathetic. That kid really broke down. He's got to live with that crap for the rest of his life, man. He wasn't making that up. You can tell he wasn't making it up. You can tell when people are making it up because they, they make a false display of trying to hold it back. You know what I mean? Obama would do that every now and again. 
You know, I think Obama used to put like a little dab of Tabasco on his finger and like he'd rub his eyes so he'd make his eyes, make some tears happen. You know, and he'd do that fake. You know, I'd just like to. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, that dude, that kid yesterday was genuinely upset. And he didn't have any cramps going, LeBron. LeBron is a cramp. He's one big walking cramp. How does that make you feel? Okay, uh, let's take a break. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I might get a cramp right now. Okay, I'm, I'm taking a break. Uh, we'll be right back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA at FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back. We're back. And the Sean Show. Hi, hi, Chris. This is Sean Show. There's Don doing his news thing. News Talk 550 KTSA. Did I just admit that I bite my pillow to the entire city? I bite my pillow when I have a cramp. You know what's even worse, Don? It's a my pillow with patented fill. I bite. I bite into the patented fill you of my my, my pillow. I'd my my pillow. I'd, I'd bite my my pillow. It's an expensive pacifier. Well, I don't want to wake the wife up, man, with my shrieks of pain because well, I got a leg yeah, cramp. You're not supposed to bite the wife. I'm not going to bite the wife unless it's Valentine's Day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Good one, Sean. Right. No, and, and but what's funny is that like when when if I'm like napping, which I do a lot of, and I'm like, like I'm like taking a nap. Right. While watching the Rifleman, you know, on a Saturday, and let's see, like my wife and stepdaughter are out of, you know, are out of the house running errands, and I know my stepson can't hear nothing because he's playing video games with the headphones on, mm-hmm. and I get a nap, nap cramp. I get a cramp during a nap. I just let it go, man. I, <laughs> I sound like Al Pacino at the end of Godfather Three. I'm just like. <laughs> 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 you ever ever seen the Will Ferrell movie Talladega Nights? He stabs himself in the leg, no. and there's that moment of silence before he just lets out this scream. It's me with a cramp. That's you. Wait a minute. <laughs> Middle of the day. Oh, that hurts! <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those. You, you can tell when he got a cramp coming on, right? Because you just feel like. Oh. Oh no, 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 please, please, not a cramp, please, please. Ah! Ah! You know, and, and I just shriek. I got a cop that lives next door to me. I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't come over and, like, kick the door down like I'm being murdered or something. Well, if he listens, he knows now. Yeah, don't worry if you hear shrieks of pain coming out of my house, dude, in the middle of the day. It's just me with a leg cramp. Sorry. 210. Ow, I just. I just strained every muscle in my lower jaw doing that Pacino scream. Uh, you ever do that when you're in radio? You strain every muscle in your lower jaw. Now I can't talk. I got a jaw. I got a jaw cramp. Now I got to talk like Pacino on the air. This is Richard. That was the worst Al Pacino I've ever done. Uh, no, I was second worst. I <laughs> Richard. <laughs> What do you want? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for your kind words this morning to all the vets and everything. Thank you. John. And uh, if I might, you you nailed 
the camaraderie in the military right. and in combat, great. But if I could just add an epilogue to that, uh, a lot of my friends have passed. My best door gunner I ever had in Vietnam died in July, and I didn't even mm. hear about it till August. And there's an Indian tribe, I think, somewhere in the North America that believes as long as someone speaks your name, your soul stays strong even after mm. you're gone. Right. Man, is that too cerebral for me? I think so. No, it's not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but I, I I just want to thank you and uh, everybody else out there buying the poppies and all that stuff. You right, know, right. Thank you all, too. Richard, I appreciate your call, brother. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Drive on, man. Drive on. Uh, 210-599-5555. That's a great song. You ever heard that like Johnny Cash song off of uh, the America recordings, the Rick Rubin recordings? It don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. Drive on. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, we'll be uh, uh, monitoring the uh, Rittenhouse uh, proceedings throughout the next hour. We'll talk some more about uh, Veterans Day. Uh, we'll make fun of Kamala Harris's ridiculous French accent. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I did. I expected her to throw one of those in there, and she didn't. She's such a jack. She is just such a an embarrassing human being. It's like I said in the first hour, Chris. There, the word obnoxious is not strong enough. There, there needs to be another word. You know, there needs to be like one word that's a higher level of, of, of obnoxious just so we can apply it to her. And it only applies to her. She is beyond obnoxious. Ludonoxious. Ludonoxious. Kamala noxious. I mean, she is way out there on the rim of obnoxious. Dude, she's explaining what a hypothesis is surrounded by scientists. <laughs> hypothesis. I, I love that. It's so cool. You have a hypothesis. It's like when you make a guess and then you try to figure it out. And I'm just looking at her like, yes, we know. Or we just trying to maintain control. They're just, they are. They just look like they wanted to just spit in her eye. Didn't they? All of them, those dudes. I think that's why they were wearing the masks, to keep them from spitting in her eye. It's French people don't like Americans anyway, right? And she's just prattling on about hypothesis and science. And when your hypothesis is wrong, People don't get upset about it. They don't get beaten up. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, man? What are you prattling on about? And then she started saying, the plan, the plan. <laughs> it almost sounded like a Hervé, Hervé Villachez imitation from Fantasy Island, you know. The plan, the plan, the plan, the plan. I think that's what she was going for. Oh, God. Even worse. Yeah, probably. That's what it sounded like to me, is that she was going for that reference. The plan. <laughs> and I'm not sure if Fantasy Island was ever a hit TV show in France. Is that something she was watching while she was smoking grass while listening to Tupac? <laughs> in 1977. <sighs> the Vice President of the United States of America. Welcome to the year 2021. All right, that's the end of the show. Let's get the hell out of here.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins coming up next live from the Alamo Lounge. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Mr. Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.